What's up? Welcome to Checked In. I am Ethan Evans, your host. This is a podcast sponsored by the Missouri Association of School Librarians. We talk about all things library, specifically school library stuff, but we expand a little bit as well. I'll talk about things happening in other types of libraries. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. If not, thanks for coming back. As always, we really appreciate you uh, stopping by and listening to what we've got to say. Uh, if you have the time, please rate us, review us, and uh, if you take that time and spread word to your friends, we really appreciate that. Today we have uh, an episode, the beginning of a series that I'm going to be doing on different programming that you can kind of instigate in your library uh, as we kind of look for new ways to reach out to students. Uh, so today I have a great interview with Tony Gragnani, who is the president of MHSEA, which is the Missouri High School Esports Association uh, that just kind of came into being this past year. Um, and I got to participate in some of the leagues with that as we've been building our esports team. Um, and he gives us a great interview talking about uh, the different ways that you can implement esports in your school, even if you feel like you don't have experience or knowledge, ways that you can get your kids involved and ways to get, you know, some kids who may not be involved in extracurriculars excited about uh, representing their school. So I'm really excited about that interview. We've also got a little chat about the virtual book festival that's happening for Massel right now. So uh, without any further ado, let's get to it. This episode's chapter one is focused on book festivals, uh, literature festivals, whatever you want to call them. Um, I know many of us were bummed out about Massel's uh, conference, spring conference being canceled or uh, rescheduled. And uh, a lot of local conferences were canceled or rescheduled as well, specifically for me, uh, Lit Up, which is a festival sponsored by Midcontinent Public Library in Independence, Missouri. Um, it's been a great, uh, like a, a, a great experience for my kids the last couple of years for them to be able to go and interact with authors um, and get a lot of free books and things like that. And so uh, the fact that it was canceled was pretty disappointing uh, for me as well as my students. Uh, but Massel has come through as they tend to do. We've had several librarians put together a virtual book festival which is highlighting a bunch of different authors they got such a a wide array of responses that uh, they have a multitude of different authors running panels um, and presenting on a variety of topics so I'm just going to click through and talk about a couple of them um, they've already had several but they've got weeks worth of material here so if you are a member of Massel you should be getting on this get on the website masselonline.org it's m-a-s-l online.org and log in and register for these different panels uh, today this is Wednesday May 5th sorry apologies Wednesday May 6th days are blending together here uh they have this morning they had a panel called books the bridge uh middle grade and ya at 3 p.m they have a teach social justice through poetry uh, thursday may 7th at 1 they have middle grade with heart at 3 p.m they have new and ya 2020 through 2021 preview and these are all uh panels with a variety of authors some local um some not uh they're often um staffed by multiple authors so they're going to have two or three different um, individuals there with a lot of experience a lot of knowledge talking about these different topics and the uh the different the different panels go out through 
the end of next week, honestly, and even into the week after that, actually. So all the way through Wednesday, May 20th right now, they have uh, panels almost every day. So you definitely need to get on and check that out if you have not yet. Uh, I'm really excited about the poetry panel today as well as the uh, YA one, which is happening tomorrow. I'm just really excited about getting to engage with those authors, learn a little bit about some different topics, and still get that that PD that I uh, that I didn't get at uh, spring conferences here because we didn't have spring conference. So I uh, just want to make sure that you all are checking in on that and uh, getting that experience because it's going to be a really good time. They also have saved recordings, so they're in Zoom. Um, so they saved recordings of the previous panels, so you can actually go in and watch those as well um, if you log in. So definitely something you need to check out, maslonline.org and uh, check out the virtual book festival. It's a really cool thing that uh, several of the librarians uh, for Massel put together and I'm just really proud of the work that they did. So definitely check it out. So I am here uh, doing a segment today talking with uh, Dr. Tony Gragnani, uh, Dr. G, as he is known in the Discord, um, about esports and MHSEA and kind of the development of um, esports in Missouri and how we're trying to push that forward. And so he has uh, graciously given his time today to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, doing great. Got to get out and play with the girls a little bit in some nice weather before these storms roll in. And now I'm invited here to talk about, you know, besides education, one of my greatest passions, which is esports. Awesome. Uh, very rarely do people come on here and uh, thank me for getting to talk about their passions. Usually they're getting bugged by me endlessly to come chat about <laughs> something. So I appreciate that. Can you kind of talk a little bit about your uh, again, I hate like cliche, like the journey <laughs> of education, yeah. but kind of, you know, where, you, how you got to where you are now and your passion for esports and kind of the implementation of that at your school. Sure. So I'll give the abbreviated version. This is my 14th year in education. Um, I've spent eight years in the classroom teaching social studies. Um, my favorite class that I taught at the high school level was a class called pop culture, where we mm. just studied, it was like, uh, sociology and psychology blended together and having our students do some real critical analysis of, of what was popular and why it was popular. Um, I made the transition to the dark side of administration because um, I, I just saw a lot of systems, systematic issues with students uh, feeling you know disengaged from the educational environment or not having a sense of belonging. And I felt like the only way that I could uh, address, begin addressing those things was becoming, uh, getting into an administration. So on the side of being an administrator, I've always been an avid gamer. I've been, I mean, I still remember when I got my first NES. I remember like my dad not having the right hookup connection and, and being really mad because of course his sons wanted to play their NES and couldn't <laughs> find that. I remember playing, you know, Duck Hunt all the way through up and, you know, saving money to buy my Sega Genesis. And so gaming's always been a big focal point. It's one of my big hobbies for a long time. And so I got into gaming. I got, I got I first got introduced into esports in two different pathways. The first was um, there was a student who, when I was an assistant principal, he came into my office uh, to check in. He was at a doctor's appointment or something like that, and he had a League of Legends shirt. And for the audience, if you're not familiar with League of Legends, it's 
one of the, if not the biggest video games out there. Uh, maybe it's been knocked off by Fortnite, but uh, it's, it's really popular amongst our high schoolers. And so I made a comment about the character who was on his shirt. So for the more veteran gamers out there, the more, you know, woke gamers out there, it was a, it was an Annie shirt. And so he had Annie and I said, oh, you, you play Annie top, you play Annie mid, you play Annie support. And his face just looked like he saw Santa Claus or something. He didn't know how <laughs> to interact because here's this old, what's the term they're all using now? Boomer. Here's this <laughs> yeah. boomer that, that knows what I'm doing and I'm confused. And so he, he like hurriedly wrote his name down and then took off out of our office. And my secretary and I were like, what happened? Like, I felt like I had done something wrong. Like I had offended him or something. I was just trying to get to know him. And so uh, he comes back about an hour later with eight other kids and says, would you sponsor a League of Legends club for us? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I'm, I'm, let's do it. And so we started, we set up shop in one of our, what we then had as our computer labs. And we, unbeknownst to me, we had a, a grandmaster level player. So that's like the tier above professional, like tier below professional. And wow. he's uh, kind of gone between both of those. So we had, we had those level players. We had other kids that were just like, just wanted to hang out and just play video games. They were, they were still learning the game and whatnot. But you saw a, a demographic in our school that wasn't engaged in school started to become engaged in school. So while that was all going on, my district athletic director came to me and said, hey, what do you know about esports? And I said, I, I know quite a bit. And my district athletic director is, is a name, is, is a man named Bruce Whiteside. And I love Bruce. And I say this out of that love. He is the stereotypical athletic director. Like he referees college football. He's super intense at sporting events. His son was like the Gatorade play, baseball player of the year for Missouri, like totally traditional sports. And so when he came to me and said, I want to do esports, I almost fell over because I would, he would have been the last person I could think of that would want to do esports. And he said, I think our kids would really be into this. And, then, and I, I agreed with him. I said, actually, I got a, a group of kids that would love to get that opportunity. And so working with Bruce and a company called Yukatsu, uh, we arranged a scrimmage between Hickman and Rockbridge. And for those not familiar with the Columbia area, that's like Cubs, Cardinals, you know, <laughs> Kansas City, Oakland Raiders. Like, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a big rivalry. And um, we had a hundred kids show up that day to, to, to watch them play on that stage. And there were two things that happened. There, there was a lot of things that happened, but for the sake of the of time we have, I'll, I'll tell my two favorite moments from that night. Um, the first one was we got the kids' jerseys, and uh, they were putting them on, and one of my kids looked at me and said, I've never worn Hickman anything. I've never worn a jersey. I've never, I've never been on a team, and this is the first time I get to do it, and I get to go on stage. Like, we had them set up rock star style. I mean, they were going up on stage, under the lights, playing in front of the audience, like, everything. And so uh, that was just amazing. Like it almost like it like choked me up a bit. I was like, dang, like I've never, you know, because I, I, I play sports, you know, all yeah. through. So I always, you know, and this this was somebody who this was a student that was just super moved by that. Uh, and then Yukatsu uh, invited myself and another teacher to do the shoutcasting for the League of Legends. And for those who are not familiar with shoutcasting, that's like doing the play by play of an esports event. And uh, while we're doing the the um, shoutcasting, there's this parent from Rockbridge, and it's a dad. And he is just, he is just cheering on like nobody's business. I mean, like veins popping out of his head, like go Rockbridge, you got this. Like this. And so we're in between matches and I just walked over to him and said, Hey man, it's awesome that you're here supporting your son the way you are. 
And he looked at me, still shouting for some reason. He must have been just jacked up on Mountain Dew or something. <laughs> he said, I have no idea what's going on in that screen. But my boy is engaged. He's having fun. I've never seen him as a leader. Like, he was just so excited, you know? And so I changed up my shout casting to start trying to break things down to the audience. Because most of the audience, the adults, had no idea what was going on. But from that point on, you know, we saw that there was this community and, and our, the parents and the students, like they were just hungry for more. The parents were coming to us and saying, you know, my kid is now socializing with, socializing with others. Like he's, he, this is a great opportunity to get them out of the basement where they're gaming by themselves and put them in a, in a squad and get them connected to school. And so I started as a principal, I said, well, you know, if they're given college scholarships for this, um, it seems like we should treat it like we would any other opportunity because as a principal, I'm in the opportunity business. I want my kids to have whatever opportunities, you know, they want whenever they graduate. So and not just scholarships, but also, you know, using it as a way to engage students in STEM, you know, and looking at it, how can we use this to also teach, you know, computer science skills and things like that. And so I set about putting together a gaming lab. I worked with uh, the Columbia Fund of Academics or the Columbia Public Schools Foundation, sorry that um, they wrote us a nice grant. Uh, Bruce Whiteside's chipped in. And then we also worked with Dell and we were able to build a really nice gaming lab uh, for our students. And that spring we, we played in our first district title and uh, we won. And I had Mo Valley coach there offer three of my kids scholarships. I had another kid tell me, you know, I wouldn't be in school if it wasn't for you having this League of Legends team. And, and, and so when you just see that, it just makes it a very, like, it's just, that's my why. That's why I'm an educator. That's why I'm an administrator. It's like, I'm here to do things like that for our kids, you know, because that's something they'll f remember for the rest of their lives. And, yeah, and it's exactly. Really, it's really rewarding to see that. So Yeah, I that makes me think of uh, a couple of moments that I had this year, too. I remember we streamed our first, well, we were doing the Overwatch season uh this year which my kids are really stoked about uh mhsea and so we were trying to we were doing some streams on twitch of our team playing and i remember nice. one of my kids uh he had just started playing with us like the week before and i got on there and we were we weren't doing any shout casting we were just putting the stream up because we were figuring out obs uh for ourselves and stuff but uh yeah. it was funny I, saw, I looked up and saw a comment and it was this kid's username dad is what it said like it said the kid's username <laughs> and then dad and he was yeah. in all caps you know you know typing about his son and go 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 you know whatever and it, it, like that was like i was like it was so nice because like i could tell like he, he had no idea what was going on but he was so yeah. stoked to see his son you know competing and then uh, we just had a we had a kid sign uh at uh central methodist to play overwatch nice and uh she told me like she was talking about it she was like uh, she said, you know, this is something that I've been working for my whole life that I didn't even know I was yeah. working for because I didn't know it was a thing until we started right. like, delving into it, which I thought was like a, like an awesome quote to think about. Like, you know, yeah. she just yeah. wanted to, she wanted to get better for her own purposes. There wasn't really an end goal in mind. And then suddenly there was one and she had been working toward it, you know? So I think that like what That's you said amazing. about it, the why, uh, you know, for these kids, you, you, you can see it pretty easily once you get things started. So yeah. Um, I wanted you, uh, if you would, to talk a little bit about esports in Missouri, which you kind of explained your process uh, through that. Uh, but why you and some of the other uh, officers and people who kind of implemented um, MHSEA felt we needed an organization uh, in the state? Mm. 
Yeah, so that's uh so that's like the the second chapter of the story. So we we've been playing esports in Columbia for 3 years now and it's just been the three high schools. Jeff City's popped in every once in a while, but it's just been, you know, Battle, Pikmin and Rockbridge. And when you look at what was happening with our kids there, it's just an easy jump to say there are kids like this in every school in Missouri, right? That want that that need to that want this experience and we need to help them get it. And so working uh, with uh, a gentleman from Dell, so I want to separate that. His name's Eric Steffen. Not, it's not Dell, the company, but Eric, who works for Dell. Um, we okay. said, well, how do we make that happen? How do we make a statewide esports league? And so we worked with Yukatsu to do a free Overwatch tournament at Mizzou last October. And we knew we weren't going to get, like, 30 high schools, right? Mm-hmm. But we figured we would get the the nine, like, I, like the cra- I call them the crazy ones, the ones who would get, be able to get their team to Columbia to play in a tournament, right? So like we put, we got a thing out through Mornet and we put it out there and we had nine high schools show up. And so while the kids were playing, I pulled everybody into a room and said, okay, how do we do this, right? So how do we get this league going? And this is why we need to do it. Um, and, and in conjunction with that, we started to see some – private industry come in some different companies that were looking to also engage students in esports but they were charging an inordinate amount of money for students to participate which we felt was terrible because one we felt like a lot of schools would be turned off to esports from the cost alone right which goes against what we want we want as many kids experiencing what our kids have have experienced that's what we wanted and so we, we then set out to create an organization where it wasn't, it's not profit driven, it's kid driven, um, it's kids first and creating an environment that um, has educators running it. So that way they have the best interest of kids um, at the forefront of every decision they make and then organize it. So that way kids could play people from, you know, their rivals, they can play other high schools, they can put a jersey on for their high school show up and play in front of their parents possibly for a state championship there was nothing there's there's nothing like that there's nothing where you can compete for a state championship in esports and so we formed mhsca to formalize that process uh, we did reach out to misha and misha and, and said hey would you be interested in making esports a thing and they directed us to say well you have to have three years of being a, a grassroots organization having at least 50 high schools participate in that and so i said okay we'll, we'll work on that well I told you we had uh, nine high schools show up in October and by January we had 55 high schools on our discord, you know? So yeah. it's just like, we just typed into oil and it just, it just, you know, every, everybody was coming in saying, Hey, I, I don't have a club yet, but we're thinking about it. How do you help us? And so right. we, we were all people who had similar journeys and similar experiences and we wanted to help others create this environment for their students so that they could, those students could be engaged in school, would have the opportunity uh, to not only compete, but really to be a part of a community, to be a part of something bigger than themselves and to make a connection to school. Sure, so sure. so we created MHSEA to formalize that process, to bring some order to it so we could formalize these leagues. Uh, and then we launched our first league uh, February 11th. So, Yeah, I, uh, I remember. So my kids uh, have been bugging me for the last three years. Not bugging me because I was interested in it as Advocating. well. Advocating. advocating exactly that's a better that's a better verb uh they they were doing that and talking to me about that and I had some ideas about both you know wanting to do esports and then wanting to do some like straight up 
video game classes and stuff. Um, so I had yeah. been looking into, you know, info about that. Well, I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, I've got enough kids here that are interested in playing Overwatch and doing some other stuff. So I'll start looking around, but I didn't have any idea about, you know, leagues. I had looked at some of those same paid models you talk about, uh, and been like, I guess we could do that, but man, that's a lot of money to ask for one season for each kid, you right. know, to compete. And I don't know if we're going to be able to like sustain that uh, going forward, even if we make it happen for one. And I, what I did was I spent a day uh, going through the different athletic pages of like, I don't know, 30 Missouri schools uh, mm-hmm. in the area and seeing if they had any mention of esports. I went on the high school uh, esports that has the map or whatever of yeah the high school schools, esports league yes that had one, at one time at least been involved in the league been like okay so i emailed like 20 people uh just like hey at one point i think you guys had a team like if that is still a thing could you please like get back to me and talk to me about like i'm trying to look for like scrims for my kids or whatever and i think it was jeremy uh yeah. emailed me back was like, yeah he was like hey uh let me give you an invite to this discord uh and so i jumped in your all's discord and after like a day i was like oh it's my people like these are yeah these are my people <laughs> like after a couple of like watching some of the general discussion i was like like because nobody else you know i couldn't talk to anybody else in my school about it because you know none of them were as passionate about it or interested you know what i mean they just didn't have the same yeah. interest in it and i was like oh this is sweet this is the thing that was missing that i didn't realize was missing so uh and there's so many stories like that there's so many stories like that like um before covid kind of took the wind out of our sails um i was honestly getting two to three emails a week from schools that were reaching out saying hey we want to do this uh my favorite was when south calloway um they heard me speak at a mission the admission area meeting and um, the athletic director was like, I don't know anything about that. You're my tech director, though, and you need to make it happen because it sounds awesome. And so he calls me and says, my athletic director told me, I don't know what to do. We have Macs. Like, can I even play Overwatch on a Mac? And so I said, just here, here, go to this webpage, get on our Discord. And I said, I, I can't help you because I'm somewhat tech savvy, but I've got people on that server on that server that can do it. And so within 12 hours, we had them set up and playing Overwatch, like just from being able to reach out and get and get help. And like you said, it's like when people show up to the server, they're like, oh, these are the people that get it. These are the people that are, are in it and doing it for the right reasons. And, and it's just honestly, like, it's been fun getting to know so many people across the state, like all over the place and, and hanging out with them and watching them do so many amazing things for kids. It's It's been a blast. Yeah. I think uh, the same way, like, it's just been cool to have a community, especially when, like, I don't know, as a librarian, I often feel that way. Like, even in a school setting, I, people don't, I mean, it's, it I don't want to sound like whiny or whatever, but it's like, people don't always know what you do. You can't always talk about the situations that come up. So when I right. am able to talk with other librarians, like at conferences or, at, you know, like, that's a big thing for me. Because, They're your people. Right, exactly. And so this was the same way where I was like, like I was thinking about esports and I was like, okay, how do I, you know, all this tech stuff, how do I, how do I provide this, provide this, whatever. And like, I couldn't, it was driving me insane because I am a talker and I could not talk to anybody about it. Uh, So then I got on there and I was like, Oh, thank God. Like, like these people, like these people understand me and I can ask questions and I can like make jokes about Tony Hawk and like, I can do all these things like that. I, nobody would ever get before. So yeah. uh, And that's what your kids experience too. Like that's a microcosm of what our kids are going through when they find out you have an esports club or an esports team. 
like wait a second like I remember uh end of last school year we we had this weird end of school but we did a rocket league tournament and there were people kids would just walk in and be like wait you guys play in rocket league I play rocket league and then that would happen three times and then three people who didn't even know each other like you play I play okay let's join up let's play exactly and you just made friendships you know it's like the same experience yeah that's been a huge part of it for us uh with smash brothers like yep we've like i had i don't know eight to ten kids just come in and now they're like a group where they were all you know playing on their own before um that's been that's been a really cool thing so uh you kind of touched on it a little bit like the the entry point for a lot of these people trying to get in communication with you uh and others about kind of starting a league and i guess um could you take a minute and like uh, t- walk us through if like as if you're speaking to somebody who has some students interested in starting a club but doesn't know to, where to begin or like you said uh, the some athletic directors who want a club to happen but um, don't have you know a lot of knowledge or passion about the specific sport itself kind of what your recommendations would be yeah absolutely I think one of the things that we have to that's a big misnomer is that you have to know video games to do an esports club you know, and that's one of the biggest hurdles we face because people think they have to know League of Legends, Overwatch, they have to know Smash Brothers and things like that. Um, And that's, that's really not true. What we have found to be the biggest hurdle is just finding somebody willing to sponsor the club or sponsor the team. And so if you are already at the position where, hey, I want to do this, I just don't know how, like I will be the sponsor, I just don't know how, you are 90% of the way already successful. Like, um, so once you're, once you're at that spot where I'm, I'm going to sponsor this, I'm going to work with the kids. I've got it. I just need help. That's where you go to that mhsca.net website, get our discord information. If you've never done discord before, you can just email me and I'll walk you through it. Um, but once you get access to that discord and that, and if you're not familiar with discord, it's like, I don't know how to put it. Cause I would say like team space, team speaker, Ventrilo, but maybe they don't like, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the people wouldn't have that experience either, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a platform where gamers use it to communicate with each other. So you can do a lot of chat uh, real easy, but then it's also got some social media aspects where you've got the chat boxes and you can drop links and put videos in and everything else. And so that is our number one go-to source for all support. So you could jump into that Discord and, and introduce yourself. So, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Principal G at Hickman High School. I want to do esports, but I have no idea. And probably within 10 minutes, you're going to get three people pinging you saying, cool, what are you thinking? Like, what, what games are they interested? What's your budget? Da, da, da. Like, you'll, it's like a fire hose. Yep. And you're yep. going to have more info. Um, plus, our website has, like, different documents also to assist in that process. Uh, I'm just always one that I like talking to people I, if, I, if I'm working through it. So you jump on there and just start posting your questions. And um, we have everybody who's in all different places. We have some, you know, very veteran gamers who've played everything that can help out. We have very new people that don't know anything about gaming that can also help out and just talk about, like, how do you talk to your principal at starting a club? Like, there's right. people that can assist with that. Um, how do you go about purchasing jerseys if you want to get jerseys? How do you, what's the best uh, specs for your PCs that you need? Should I do laptop or should I do desktop? Like there are people that on the server can are more than willing, will go out of their way to to help out. So getting on the Discord is definitely number one. But actually that's number two. The biggest one is just being willing to take the risk, being willing to step into it because it can be stressful at first. But I'm telling you, when the when the kids show up and you see them and they get to play, even if they get beat, you know it's still it's still just awesome to see their reaction so yeah get on the website uh, mhsea.net 
um, get on, join our Discord, and like I said, we have people that will go above and beyond to help you get started. Absolutely, and we'll post the we'll post links and stuff with the episode too, so people will be able to access that um, if they want. And I can attest to, I mean, I check that Discord all the time uh, every day because there's always uh, a discussion or something going on that you know uh, is relevant to me or teaches me something or. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, people were talking about different specs for different machines that they were uh, using in their clubs and stuff. And that was really helpful to me. So yeah, I would highly recommend that too. Cause I've learned a ton from it just in the small amount of time that I've been. Uh, well, and I want to go back to like what you said earlier too. It's a community, right? Mm-hmm. It's a community yeah. to network and connect to people. So it is part education, but also it's, it's that networking and that connecting to say, Oh, I didn't know so-and-so who's just, a, you know, two miles away from my school that's doing this. That's awesome. Now I have a resource that's more close to me that right. I can reach out to and, and set something up. And uh, then also having the college programs and the college coaches yes. on the server as well, too, has been awesome because if you, I mean, they're posting regularly, Hey, we have, we're looking for, we're scouting for these players. We have these scholarship opportunities. We have this recruitment tournament going on. So it's been a really good mixture of, of people. And that's why I think it's continued to grow to have over a hundred people on that server uh, yeah. that are all actively engaged. Yeah. That college thing was a big thing uh, for me to win over administration too. Not that they were against it at first. At first, I think it was kind of like, yeah, Ethan, you know, whatever, go do your little, you know, your thing that you're uh, <laughs> excited about. But then I was mentioning, I was like, Hey, I've had a couple of, coaches reach out to me about specific kids after having watched them play and I need to know the process of like release forms and you know like or whatever yeah. if I'm gonna ha- you know and they were like wait what and I was like well yeah like there's they're like is there money involved and I was like yeah, yeah. like these, these these colleges are gonna offer like potentially offer scholarships and stuff so you know and they were like oh they're like this is like serious and I was like yeah like it's it's and that was like a week or two into hopping in there so they were uh surprised and super I mean super stoked about it but it's just like yeah I don't think people realize uh the benefit you know all the benefits and things that can come from that so um yeah and that's and and that is on on the site under the resources is a uh, webinar i did a while back that's my 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 presentation i go to conferences and do Uh, unfortunately like the first 10 minutes of it got cut because it was our first time experimenting with recording on on zoom so Mm -hmm. we're still figuring it out but i go into all of that i talk about the 15 million dollars in scholarship that will go up money that will go out this year um, how amongst our, um, you know, adolescent, teenage, college population, more of them are watching the League of Legends World Finals than watch the Super Bowl, you know, right. that type of stuff. And so it's just hard um, sometimes for uh, people of an older age to wrap their head around that. Um, but there, it's there and it's happening. And you've got uh, major corporations investing in it and more and more colleges investing in it as well, too. Right. And that kind of translated into the next question that I wanted to talk to you about, uh, or the next thing I want to talk to you about, which is like, what are the kind of post secondary opportunities you see for students uh, involved with esports in high school? Whatever they want them to be, like, to be honest. Um, so if you think about it, okay, we'll take, we'll take the, um, I guess the easy answer first, and then I'll go with the, the bigger, more deep answer second. So there are, in Missouri alone, Missouri, I believe, is still the number one state for college esports scholarships. So if you have a student who is extremely talented at esports and desires to play at the collegiate level, they're in the best state to do that. Um, you've got two of the, I call, them, I call them the three powerhouses, like the Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State 
like yeah. Maryville University is has been back to back to back League of Legends champions, right? National right. champions. Um, you've got Columbia College that's you know two hours away, uh, and they're they're the second. They've been second, right, right there with Maryville the whole time. So the number one, number two ranked teams in the country in League of Legends are in Missouri, and then you've got Mizzou who started their Rocket League program and yeah. they've won a national uh, championship. And so then you look to other schools like just in Columbia alone, Mizzou. Uh, Columbia College and then Stevens College all have esports e programs. Stevens College has the one of the only all women's college Overwatch teams. You know, you mentioned Central Methodist earlier. Um, you've got schools all across our state that are doing it. So you have that option. The other thing I go back to though is you use it as a way to engage kids in school so they have post secondary options, right? Because if you can use it as a tool to engage them in their education that opens up those options so one of the things i show um administrators and superintendents is i pull up riot riot is the uh game maker of league of legends that super big billion dollar game i talked about earlier uh -huh. and if you go to their um jobs website like come work for riot it doesn't just say play video games it doesn't say game developer there's maintenance there's law there's marketing there's accounting like if i'm going to go into accounting I would like to be an accountant for a gaming company right. as opposed to just being an accountant. You know, if I was going to do law, I mean, I could go work for Riot and, and do law. Um, yeah. There's talent recruitment. Like there's these companies are so big, human resources. There's, there's just so many different avenues, right? Yeah. And so if you can take your hobby and your passion and spin that into a career and into something else like that, you know, that's, that's amazing. So while we do encourage our kids to start Twitch channels and, you know, definitely improve themselves as a gamer, I wouldn't say that's our primary mission. Our primary mission is getting kids connected to school so that way they can build the pathway that they want, you know, that's healthy and, and helps them be a positive contributing, contributing member of our society. And maybe they make it pro, more than likely our kids won't just because that's such a hard thing to do, just like we see in traditional sports. Sure. Uh, but if we can get them staying engaged and maybe they play on their rec team at college you know and then that they get through their degree and, and then or they get through their tech school or they just stay you know engage and find friends that last forever that's really what we're trying to do right and i think going along with that as far as like the whole like gaming as a career not being the sole you know option out of that i've talked to several of my kids about some of my kids are into shout casting uh, yeah. more so than they are and even playing <laughs> games, you yeah. know, or, and I've got one kid who's been like super engaged with the streaming aspect of it. So like he has been like reading and learning about OBS on his own. And then I got an Elgato capture card and he's been reading about that. So we've been collaborating on how to make the best stream for our, wow. for our school and stuff like that, which has been super useful for me, obviously, but, but it, but it's, it's cool because that's the thing that I know, like I show kids all the time, like schools are looking for that too. Esports clubs are looking for that too. So yeah. you can still get engaged, even if you're not playing the game, if you just are really good at talking about it, or if you're really good at, you know, creating, you know, streaming artwork. content and things like, like can, that. Can you, can you, can you do things with artwork? Can you do, yeah. can you make logo for your team could you help with those digital imagery that's on your streams could you do some you know posters for whenever you're playing like there's so many avenues like where you can make um esports the self-sustaining like environment of opportunity that's not just about being good at a video game there's right. so many different things that that can be done i'll tell you what man 
I was, I'm, I'm going to dip my toe into the, to the casting waters this weekend for our uh, League of Legends tournament. And you are scaring the bejesus out of me right now with everything <laughs> that you're describing. I thought I could just load OBS and, and get going, but now you're like, I've got a capture card and well, reading a I, manual on listen, OBS. You need, to, you, need to know, you need to know my personality, which is I find something, I get way too involved with it, and then I dive off the cliff into uh, the unknown water. So I played wait, in wait, that. Wait, wait, uh, hold on. So you're talking to a principal. Yeah. Who helped lead start. Yeah, okay. Um, fair, enough. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. A, a, a compatriot is what you are. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I'm I, I, to. Yeah, I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I got into, I played in that uh, right when the everything kind of shut down. They had that coaching uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament, uh, Gamer Teach. Yeah. Over the, like, so I played in that and uh got to experience like that streaming aspect or whatever and i got like addicted to it so yeah so i went and got this capture card and i've been trying to stream our smash brothers practices uh that we nice. have so the kids can watch and i've run into so many problems so many problems but you know with anything tech like you sit there and bang your head against the wall uh if it's not the way you want it to be so it's been fun uh to learn about that and i feel like it's been a good a useful tool for me because we'll we'll utilize it because i want to make Again, I want to make sure that, you know, the kids can, like, they were, my Overwatch team was super interested in reviewing their matches, and, you know, my other Super Smash Brother kids wanted to go back and watch their matches, too, so I was like, well, this is more investment, you know, in the club, yeah. so, yeah, uh, it's been yeah. a lot of well, fun. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna spend tomorrow night and the next night trying to get everything set up and try it out, so if you want to try your hand at uh, streaming League of Legends, there's opportunity this weekend. Listen, uh, <laughs> I'll get on stream, I won't. I, I I think league is super interesting. I don't know anything about it. Uh, yeah, like like yeah. zero. Like you guys talk about those league Wednesday things that you're doing, and at some point I'm probably gonna try to jump in. But I yeah. also like I have I have no knowledge about it uh, at yeah. all. So um, it's, but I'm uh, excited to watch the tournament. So yeah. So um, with games, and I'll, I'll spin this into something bigger. Like all the games are really interesting because they they're so applicable to different schools for different reasons, right? So, like, if you're a school that can't afford or doesn't have the resources to get, you know, a system to support something like Overwatch, right, you could you could go the Smash Brothers route, get a Switch, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're pretty much good to go. Um, or you could play League of Legends because that way that game is designed in gamer language, it can be played on a toaster. And yeah. when our when we first started playing it at our school, we were literally playing it just on low settings on games, on computers that weren't meant to play games, but you can do it um and then but it's a hard game the learning curve is is really is really steep and there's it, it on the surface level it seems somewhat easy but the micro and then the macro plays in that are so can be so complicated and very right. intimidating which is why uh we have a couple players like you who never played before and and it's just it's we we coach them up and we do our best but as you know, in video games, sometimes you just have to keep losing to order to <laughs> right, just, right. just you to just learn gotta it. Put the, you got to um, put the time in. <laughs> yeah, you got to put the time in. And then you get a game like Rocket League, right, where on the surface level, that's an easy spectator sport. It's yeah. cars driving around, knocking the soccer ball into the goal. But as someone who's tried to play it, some of the things I've seen those players be able to do with those cars, it is so hard. Right. You know, it's so much more than just, just driving around. Right. And then Overwatch um, in and of itself is also a very simple game, you know, right. um, but the technical side of it, like the actual getting the computer to be able to load it up and you also need the most computers out of all of the games. So, so you get all these different entry points for where schools can come in and it's really just ultimately based on 
what are your kids playing? Like, it would yeah. be silly if you had five kids who wanted to play over, or sorry, uh, League of Legends, and you went and bought, and you, you went and bought 10 supercomputers, right? Like, that yeah. doesn't, unless you're future-proofing and you're going to grow your program, that's awesome. If you got those kind of funds, more power to you. Absolutely. Um, but if you got, like, kids that only want to play Smash, then get them a couple Switches and then just and, and go at it. And then um, keep monitoring, keep uh, surveying, seeing if they have other interests, and then build from there. So you don't, you don't have to build – you don't have to buy the super RGB computer lab. You know, just, just listen to your kids and get them what they want. So. And on that, like that front, there's, there's a lot of enjoyment, I think, in investment. Like, see, uh, my kid, the reason that, that I haven't, uh, haven't really dove into League of Legends yet is because, yeah, I don't have a lot of students playing it uh, currently. And so, but that was not the case for Overwatch. So I, f- I had to, like, give myself a primer on that and kind of jump in and start playing and have my kids yeah. uh, teach me. Um, honestly, yep. because they knew more, way yeah. more about it than I did, obviously, because I had a couple of higher ranked players and it was, but like, again, once you start to like understand it, it's like any other sport. Like now I'm watching, you know, games online, uh, yeah. <laughs> watching, you know, watching the league and then like, yeah. uh, printing off, you know, map overlays and going yep. over <laughs> stuff with my kids, like all this stuff that I'm like, and then trying to explain to other people. And I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, once I, it's like anything, like I love watching basketball because I played basketball in high school and I understand it. You know, once you right. understand it, it's like, it becomes so much more enjoyable to watch, you know, because you understand the big plays and things like that. So, and what you hit on is what I hope people who are listening to this, who are still on that fence about, I don't know anything about this. Should I do it? Think about the relationships that are built when you sit down next to a kid and say, teach me this. Yeah. Teach me something you're interested in. Show me this. Um, we, had a, we had a PD day uh, at my school, and we got our school day, go, our contracted time goes to 4.30. Well, we got done about 3.45, and I had arranged it to where um, I invited the staff, my faculty, down to the game lab and said, hey, you've heard me. You've heard us on the news about esports. You've seen articles about us. Come down and experience it. And we had five of our Overwatch players down there and they were teaching the teachers how to play. And my wife was one of them and one of our friends, both who don't really understand gaming or really appreciate it. And they're like, my wife was like, I kind of want to play Overwatch now. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then the second, and then the second comment was those kids were so awesome. They were so nice. They were so coachable. Like that. They were so co- they, Then I was like, yeah, it's, it's great. You know? Yeah. So though, so if you're on the fence, cause you're like, I don't know these things listen to your kids, let them lead you. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't, you, you, that's not the, that's not your biggest worry. Not knowing the game. Like, you know how to manage kids. You know how to manage a team. Like you know how to manage classroom. That's fine. Empower them. Yeah. Let them that's, lead you. That's one of my favorite things that happened to us too, is our, our principal came down one day and was watching us scrim, like our first like official scrim. And one of my subs was watching with them and the principal goes, okay, uh, explain this to me. And my, my, my kid was like, okay, well, uh, like what specific do you want me to like what what thing do you want me to explain or whatever principal was <laughs> yeah. like all of it i want you to explain all of it uh yeah. and then i talked to him a little bit a week or two later about some of the ways like we had gotten beat the week before and what we were doing to make adjustments he was like there's a lot he's like there's a lot more strategy to this than i realized and i was like i was like yeah there is like i was like yeah. we got smoked yeah. by a may and overwatch so we need to figure out what the comp is to like and i'm saying like you know yeah. and i said it's just fun i have people teachers come down and just listen to the kids talk during the yep. match like to stand behind them and it's just so funny because it's like a different yeah. language but they're but they're so stoked to have people watch them or whatever they're so. collaborating they're problem yeah. solving they're being creative like there's all of those things and, and and i love it when you can expose people who don't understand gaming or have these preconceived notions of what it means to be a gamer and when they see when they see these kids like 
our coach is amazing, Coach Bechtel. He does VOD reviews, and he's got it up on a smart board where he's drawing out, like, hey, we got we to gotta bait them yeah. into this pathway. And then, like, it looks like an NFL film breakdown yeah. like, or an NBA <laughs> breakdown. Awesome. Like, he's doing all of that type of stuff to teach them and they have practices and they, and they, and they train and they do all of it. And it's, I love it. Like, yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. Cause I'm a gamer, but I would love it regardless of whatever the arena was or whatever the medium is. Like when yeah. you see kids that engaged and that they're just loving it, it's just an easy thing to, it just makes sense to do right. it. And I think what, like what you said touches on that uh, to like, or touched on that for me because I think about like people have come up to me and then been like, you know, we've, we've gotten a little bit of, of, of press and notoriety, whatever, like of people coming interviewing our kids, like our local paper did a thing because we were starting an esports team or whatever. And people were like, That's Oh, awesome. you know, yeah, it is awesome exposure for the kids. Like their names are in the paper, yeah. all that cool stuff. But they're like, Ethan, it's really, you know, it's, it's good that you're, you're doing this thing or whatever. And like, to me, it's like, I can't not do it because right. if the opportunity had been there for me in high school to do it, I would have been playing all the time. Like I, like I would have played a game to play on a team, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. it, it would have yeah. been a no, it would have been a no brainer. So for the opportunity to be there and me to be like, no, <laughs> like it's not, it's not an option, you know, like yeah. for that, yeah. for that to be, not be an opportunity. So. Yeah. It should uh, always be really hard to say no to the kids. Yeah. Like when you have like, you know, like my, as an assistant principal, uh, God, five years ago, six years ago, when those students came to me, I was really busy. I had my first kid. I was going through my doctorate and everything else, but there was no way I could look at those those seven or eight kids that showed up to me. I couldn't. I couldn't say no. I don't yeah. have time for that. Like I had to do it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, kind of going into our, our last question here, uh, you talked to us a little bit about what the plans for MHSEA look like going forward. Oh yeah, we're really we're really excited uh, about this upcoming school year. We were bummed, okay. So like everything, COVID, you know, just ruined a lot of things, um, unfortunately. But you know, we understand we need to keep people safe, right. you know. But the shutting down of school, we were we were getting ready on February, uh, or sorry, actually April twenty fifth. So this past uh, Saturday, we were supposed to have our Overwatch State Championship live event, you know, yeah. and do that. So that was a real bummer. I remember the meetings after we had to officially cancel the season. It just people were really, really uh, sad about it, you know. But um, through that comes a lot of excitement and opportunity. So um, we've partnered with NASIF, which is like the national uh, organization for esports that is also has the same vision as MHSEA. So they provide a lot of free, low cost access to games. And not only that, but also curriculum. So you were talking about getting gaming curriculum and how do you how do they weave that in there? So they're they're going to partner with us. And we're, whereas last season we only had one season, which was Overwatch, we're now going to have four. We're going to have two seasons: a fall and a spring. And with that, we're going to have four sports. So in the fall, it's going to be uh, Overwatch and Rocket League. And in the spring, we'll have League of Legends and Smash Brothers. And so there's going to be uh, multiple opportunities for students to show off their ability to be engaged, to be part of that community. And the other thing that's really exciting is, is while the number of schools have slowed down reaching out to us because COVID, we still have schools that are regularly joining our server, wanting to know more about esports. And so going into it with a head of steam, you know, we're hoping to have, our goal is to have 75 high schools involved in this association, you know? Yeah. And so that's what we're, we're super excited about. And then with those four seasons, um, we hope to 
you know, conclude those with four live events where kids can get on stage and play in front of their families and friends for a state title for a Missouri state championship. Um, and, and that will be the first in its history, you know, yeah, uh, for, for that. And so it's going to be work, but when you're doing something you love, you, you just, you just forget how many hours you put into yeah, it. I'm sure you've experienced. You're right. You're and, and, right. uh, so we're we're really excited to see this thing uh, take off, and we're really excited to see what our students make of it too. Because like you were saying, like we want our kids to be able to start doing the the shoutcasting and the broadcasting mm-hmm. of events and streaming those. We want our kids to contribute to the artwork and to the fandom of all of this. Like we want to find different avenues and uh, a variety of avenues to engage students in in esports and gaming. Absolutely, I'm. Um really excited i know my 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 kids and i'm sure a lot of kids are really excited about the the possibilities and the new opportunities uh coming up next school year so well and you uh, saw to the smash brothers tournament that we did just online at, yeah. at last minute and then the overwatch tournament last minute i mean those were some intense matches in both of those and kids were stoked and uh yeah it was so much fun to watch that and like i i said in the discord like trying to i don't know how uh, Amy managed the smash tournament because that was wild uh, with that smash.gg thing like it, it yeah uh, it, it, it's been crazy but it's been a lot of fun to get to see the kids participate still even despite all of this um, you know those opportunities like it's 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 really cool and I think the kids appreciate it too so yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. G thank you for coming on today and chatting with us and uh, talking through some of this stuff and uh, I uh, really appreciate you doing that and uh, we'll probably have people reaching out. So I may, um, aside from trying to help them the way, any way I can, I may forward them your way as well. Yeah. Um, any other uh, potential people wanting to get involved and kind of, uh, you know, bring an esports to their school if that's all right. But yeah, like I said, we really appreciate you uh, coming on today. So. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. I'm so excited that I could be here and talk about this. I know I could still go for another hour. Yeah, anybody anybody reaches out, like I said, I, I will find uh, time to assist them in whatever way I can. So. Oh, and I might, I might also say, uh, so MHSEA, we have like a, a voice, we have a meeting every Sunday yep. um, as yep. well. So you can get in and uh, kind of make your voice heard uh, if you so yep. choose and we we, we uh, meet on discord uh, through the voice chat um, so it's a good opportunity to get to hear each other's voices um, and kind of talk through some of the things that are going on so uh, there's there's constant updates that way as well if that's something that you're interested in so and if you're and if you're a gamer already that's into it we also have a coaches who game channel so yep. if you're if you're on there and you're gonna play overwatch one friday or saturday night and you want some adults to play with you can drop a message in there so like we said, it's about education, it's about community, it's about support. So that's that's what we do. Absolutely. So once again, thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. I Like I said, it was a blast. Had a lot of fun. Awesome. Thanks to Dr. G for the interview. Thanks to Perry Maslowski for the music for the podcast, as always. Thanks to Jen Baldwin, Kirsten Shaw, and Amy Hertzberg for all their hard work uh, setting up the virtual book festival. I'm sure there are others who are involved as well. So just thank you to all of you for doing that for us. Uh, appreciate you listening to the episode and we'll see you again in a couple weeks.